How's it going? My name is Steve Durr, and I'm here with Dan Haverstock. Dan Haverstock. We're here to share from 2 Corinthians chapter 4, starting in verse 7 and going to verse 12. And Dan's going to read it for us. We now have this light shining in our hearts, but we ourselves are like fragile clay jars containing this great treasure. This makes it clear that our great power is from God, not from ourselves. We are pressed on every side by troubles, but we are not crushed. We are perplexed, but not driven to despair. We are hunted down, but never abandoned by God. We get knocked down, but we are not destroyed. Through suffering, our bodies continue to share in the death of Jesus, so that the life of Jesus may also be seen in our bodies. Yes, we live under constant danger of death, because we serve Jesus, so that the life of Jesus will be evident in our dying bodies. So we live in the face of death, but this has resulted in eternal life for you. That's good. So we read this chapter and hearing about it. And so for you, Dan, you came across this chapter. Uh, you just read it a bunch of times. What caught your attention from this passage? Uh, the first was is just the, the whole thing about the jars of clay. I've been a, a fan of a band called Jars of Clay for the last 20 years. That's them. That's from their album uh, Flood, I think, or, or Jars of Clay from 1995. So yes, you've been a fan for a long time. Very long time. Um, one of the first Christian bands that I really started listening to a bunch had no clue how they ever came up with the name Jars right. of Clay. And uh, when we started this this whole series, I happened to look that up. That I said, "Jars of clay, jars of clay, jars of clay." I wonder if that's why the band was named this. And I had to actually look it up. And I'm like, "Oh, that's where they got it. That's where they got it. That's awesome." So you've discovered something uh, cultural significant for you uh, from this. That's awesome. And that's kind of the image for our whole podcast and series is that kind of jar made a the pottery in which light is shining out from it. So Yeah, so I did some some studying on that and research on on that. I tried to think, okay, what does that mean? And, and they, the band itself never gave any more information as far as why that verse spoke to them or anything. Yeah. Um, but when I look at that picture uh, on the screen, I'm like, okay, the light shining through that, exactly what does that mean? Mm. Um, so there was like three different areas I kind of saw about this. The first one was just on the perspective of the struggle, you know, and, and they talk about that in there, hard-pressed but not crushed, persecuted but not abandoned, struck down but not destroyed, those type of words. And the, the first thing that I thought of when I was, was going through that is how does God help us through those processes? Hmm. Like how does God help us get through the struggles and the pain and the difficulty so we're not completely destroyed? or without hope, how does he help us through difficult times? Absolutely. Yeah. You know, and so the thing that I have seen, and, and my wife and I was actually talking about this this morning, is some of our, our close friends that we can trust, and they can pray for us, we can pray for them, we know they're there for us. And um, God is, he's weaving things behind the scenes all the time. And I know many instances in my times when I was just really, really struggling. I can remember sitting out in the front porch one time um, through an issue, almost in tears through the process. Uh, one of my good neighbors who prays for us all the time, he just happened to be walking by at that moment, walked up to the front porch and said, hey, something was just on my heart that maybe you were struggling. Why would he have walked by at that time, come run up to the front porch when he knows I, I thought I was sitting there reading or something, and, and he prayed for me? Wow. You know, so to have friends like that around you, 
that's kind of what God does. And I love that. What I like about that too is it reminds us of Second Corinthians chapter one when it says, you know, Paul says he comforts us in all our troubles, so we can comfort others when they're troubled. We'll be able to give them the same comfort God has given us. So. What I hear you saying is Paul seems to be saying, like, we're going through this really difficult thing, but we're not fully destroyed because there's people around us comforting us, helping us, and God's using other people in our lives to help us get through those things. Absolutely. Quite often you you think that everybody's against you. The world's against you. Mm. Not everyone is against you, although it may feel like that at times. There's people advocating for you. Quite often, then you don't even know about it. Right. And God is putting people in your path that's going to help you with this process. And the, the whole thing of the jar of clay, the, the clay part, I was really fascinated by that because I did take a, a ceramics class in college. Nice. Um, I didn't know you were an artist. I am not an artist. Um, but <laughs> well, uh, we're all an artist. Yeah. We're just not all good yeah. at it. Maybe. My own definition of artist uh, is that you have to take a class and it was a summer <laughs> class and I'm like, okay, this would be something fun I could do. And it was. It was a yeah. fun class. It's something I'd never done before. Uh, my ceramics were uh, hilarious, to be honest. Um, Did you make an ashtray? No, no. Everyone these, was making ashtrays back in the day. This was in college, so okay. it was supposed to be this, you know, crazy art type stuff. Um, it was where you pressed it, and you had to make sure all of the air was out of the clay, or if you didn't do it correctly, they would shatter. And uh, the mm. other piece was, even if you had one that was really pretty, and I remember some of these, uh, if you weren't careful with them, um, you knock them off the table and boom, you know, the, it's gone. So the whole mm. thing of metaphor of we are these jars of clay and the fragile, very fragile, yeah. you know, the humans are fragile. You know, our ego is fragile. <laughs> yeah. Um, we're, we're so, uh, focused on how we look, uh, mm. what other people's perceive of how we look, um, that we sometimes forget about what's on the inside. And mm. I think the older I get, I worry less and less about that because the outside just, uh, nature takes over. Um, uh, it's all downhill. It's all. Well, I'm not gonna say it's downhill, <laughs> no, but uh, you look great. You're a handsome man, Dan. My hair. Uh, well, thank you, Steve. Um, my hair is thinner than it was when I was younger, and yeah. it's grayer than it was when I was younger, obviously. And you see that happening. And I think everyone strives to, you know, do good. That was my whole thing when I was young. I mm. wanted to strive to do good, and I, I wanted to be a good kid for, yeah. for my mom, for God, for everybody, and. I just never seem to be good enough, yeah. you know, and I think that's one of the things that this whole passage is, is that uh, God doesn't want us um, because we're being good. You yeah. know, he wants those imperfections. He wants those mm. cracks because I think through life, as people have had these cracks and holes in their, in their selves, that's when the light can shine through. Then yeah. you start saying, okay, this isn't about me anymore. Mm. This is God. So when you can start relating to people that it's it's not you doing this, yeah, it's God, you know, and and Jesus is there helping you through it on a daily basis. The Spirit's there with you all the time. It doesn't make it easy all the time, but um, I know that you know God's saying He's not going to give up on us. He is working behind the scenes yeah. all the time, and He's got those you know those friends that He's put in place, whether it's your small group at the church, but he's got your back. Right. And that's the thing that I think through this whole process is he's got your back and he wants you, you to continue sharing that light. That's good. A couple of things came to mind when you did that. First of all, I feel like my wife, Vicki and I, we've been going through some, some challenging things within our family uh, as far as just some, some loved ones who are really struggling and, and giving out of ourselves a lot in different areas of life. 
And uh, it has been so encouraging. I mean, uh, you and your wife even brought over a meal for us that was delicious. So I'll never say no if Lori makes something because she's such a good cook. (laughs) But it's amazing how something as small as a meal, but something as big, really, as a meal helps you, uh, even though you're feeling crushed, you're not in despair because you know you're not alone, right? And I love that. But I also love what you shared about the importance of God looking for people who know they have imperfections because then he can work within them, through them, and they can be changed and transformed. It's like when Jesus said uh, he came for those who know they're in need, they're sick, who need a doctor, rather than coming for those who think they're put together and they're healthy and they've got everything together. They've got no need for Jesus. For you, you you mentioned to me earlier, like even coming to your own faith, you at first, you know, you thought of trying to be a good good person. How, how did that go in your own life? You know, were you trying to make your pot perfect and I got to get my life organized? So God, so Jesus can live within me and shine out. You know, I have to get my life organized before he will come in. Uh, How did that all go for you? I I think for me, it's, I've went to church most of my life. And I thought, you know, if I do the right things through that process, things will just work out. And I think the, the biggest focus on all of that is I was going to do good. I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it. You know, through my power, mm-hmm. it's my decisions. Uh, and I think through life events, when things don't go well, I'm like, okay, I must be screwing up someplace along the way. <laughs> and it things got worse and worse and worse. And I, you know, you have different events in your life that you, you know, kind of reach bottom. Um, fortunately, I, I mean, my story doesn't have, you know, drugs and rock and roll and uh, maybe a little rock and roll, but uh, uh, yeah. a lot of those issues in it. But emotionally, I was kind of at rock bottom. And I think at that point, when I finally said, okay, God, I can't do this correctly. Mm. Uh, I, I'm going to have to start listening to you and follow your path, you know. And that is is really what kind of opened up uh, my relationship with God at that point that says, okay, I can't drive this car very well. Uh, I'm going to jump back in the back seat. I'm going to let you drive, yeah. and I'm going to do my best to just follow what you've got for me. Um, that's been a struggle at times. Um, I'm never sure. You know, I'm like, okay, I don't know where this road's going, but what I've been trying to focus more on is just listening to them. And not focus on, oh, what my perception of this is, but just take each day, uh, take the joy in it, whether it's sunshine or not sunshine, look for the joy in each day. And sometimes I do pretty good with that. And there's there's days that I'm like, ah, not so much. But when yeah. I step back and look at it from world perspective, um, that's what I try to do on a daily basis and just be thankful for where I'm at. That's awesome. And I love that surrender moment to say, I can't make my pot perfect. I need God. And I love the the passage, and we'll close with this, that we read in verse 7. He says, you know, the fact that we are fragile clay pots and jars, we contain the great treasure of Jesus, and it makes it clear because of our brokenness, because of our need, like that you experienced, it makes it clear that our great power is from God and not ourselves. And it sounds like you had that moment in your life where you're like, I don't have the power in and of myself. I need God. Yep, absolutely. And then he enters in. That's God, awesome. God loves us as we are. Uh, we are weak and fragile. Yet he has chosen us. Yeah. And to me, that was the thing that just every single day is, it's not about me. I love that. Let me close in prayer. God, thank you for this opportunity to be together around your word. God, we pray that we where we feel uh, inadequate, that we would know that we are your treasure. We're your masterpiece. 
created in Christ Jesus for the good things you have for us to do. And that's being empowered by you to be changed, transformed, as well as then your power to shine in and through us. God, for people around us who maybe are feeling pressed and struggling and in pain, God, help us to be those people who offer comfort and assistance to help people not feel despair. And then also, God, we pray that you would help us to not focus on looking great, but rather uh, revealing your glory and your greatness, uh, even in our uh, weakness. So thank you for this time and pray that you would uh, bless all those who are listening. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen.